On a recent windy day, I drive to southern Utah to see the new Bears Ears National Monument. A snowy fog lifts to reveal an enchanting landscape. Red rock spires, hoodoos, stone arches, and towering pinnacles. It's no wonder this place is called the Valley of the Gods. On one of former President Barack Obama's last days in office, he used his authority under the Antiquities Act to protect 1.35 million acres surrounding the pair of buttes. While many tribal leaders are celebrating the monument designation, Utah lawmakers are lobbying for President Trump to reverse the designation under the rallying cry of Trump the Monument. This land is protected under an executive order, but if some members of Congress have their way, it won't be. And under federal statute, this land, where the Anasazi people lived before the time of Christ, could legally be sold. This is Earth and Bone, the podcast where we explore sacred places of contention. I'm Laurel Morales. My guide here is Navajo elder Jonah Yellowman. I'm a, a spiritual advisor. A medicine man is different. He's higher than me on the second great level. <laughs> bear's Ears National Monument looks just like it sounds, a giant bear's head emerging from the ground. So we're right in the middle of the two Butte, and it's like a door right there. So that's, that's our connection right there. We talk to nature, you know, that's a doorway right there. When we say bear's ears, he listens to us. These these uh these trees come out here, you make an offering and you you put your you put your hand on it like that. And you talk to it. Yellowman holds the branch of a juniper tree as if he's shaking hands with it and says I want to be strong like you. You stand throughout the winters. We talk to these trees. When the breeze comes through, they talk to us. Sometimes when you're out there, when you're by yourself, you can feel something over here. You can hear something. Sometimes you look over there and it's like a shrine out here. It's a holy place, you know. Several tribes come here for ceremony. Sacred sites are connected to stories of creation, danger, protection, and healing. At the end of a windy, unmarked trail, Yellowman picks up a piece of Anasazi pottery laying on the ground. Oh, wow. So as you walk around, you find something everywhere. Bears Ears is rich with such artifacts, rock art, and cliff dwellings. There are more than 100,000 archaeological sites. That's one of the reasons Obama decided to protect it. Jim Enote is a farmer and a director of a Zuni Museum and Heritage Center. He says Bears Ears contains a library of knowledge. Bears Ears helps us to connect the dots of our history and our ancestors' experiences. And those places those homes or those shrines and altars, when they were built, they were consecrated. And once they were consecrated, they were consecrated for life. Enote remembers a recent visit when he came across an old village. He made offerings much like people would at a cemetery with flowers. Then he noticed someone had carved into the petroglyphs and dug into a dwelling wall. How could anybody do something like that? And we wouldn't do that at a cemetery. Of course not. If people are able to respect places like cemeteries or war memorials or war battlefields, places that are sacred to many people, why can't they afford us the same kind of respect and civility? It is a sacred place. 
it's sacred to all of us. Angela Hurst grew up in Blanding in Utah's San Juan County, visiting Bears Ears almost every weekend. She can even see it from her backyard. That's it, right there. We see it every day. It's part of our home. We sit on Hearst's front porch swing, where you can hear kids playing outside the elementary school down the road. The town of about 3,700 is mostly made up of Mormons, who settled here after they were chased out of Mexico for polygamy. Hearst and many of her neighbors don't want a national monument. They worry their farming and ranching land will be taken away. If you look at Blanding on a map, you'll see it's surrounded by public land. I'm afraid that making a monument takes it away from us makes it so much less accessible to the regular people. Many in Blanding don't trust the federal government. Twice, the FBI decided to crack down on the community for selling stolen artifacts. The feds raided 16 homes and trading posts in the mid-80s. Then, two decades later, came back. Hearst walks me down the street to point to three of her neighbors' homes where arrests were made. They all had guns drawn, and I... And I thought, what in the heck is going on here? I thought it was unconscionable. They're in their 70s. The FBI arrested more than two dozen people, including the town doctor and his wife, Jim and Jeannie Red. The judge told Jeannie she faced up to 35 years in prison if convicted. The day after the Reds were released from custody, Jim Red committed suicide. He delivered half of my kids. Two other people involved in the raid also killed themselves. Many people believe when you take a sacred artifact, you're cursed. San Juan County Commissioner Phil Lyman says Blanding hasn't been the same since. So the town was was heartbroken and, and broken, period. Lyman was arrested recently, too. Not for pot hunting, but for leading an ATV ride in protest of a federal government plan to shut down a county road leading to federal land. Lyman says the Bureau of Land Management gave him permission to do the ride. I've never tried to exceed my defined authority, and and I wish the federal government could say the same thing, because they are constantly pushing the bounds of their jurisdiction, their authority, their, their legal reach. Lyman and his colleague, Rebecca Benelli, who's Navajo, have fought the monument designation, saying local leaders should manage this land. Benelli says environmental groups coerce tribal leaders to lobby Washington. She spoke at a meeting last year with Utah's congressional delegation. How dare these special interest groups speak for us as if we can't speak for ourselves. We depend on these lands for our living, our worship, and cultural traditions. We do not support any movement to convert our sacred lands to a monument that will ultimately be controlled by bureaucrats who is totally out of touch with our history and our way of life. Many Utah Navajos fear they won't be allowed access to the monument to chop wood or gather medicinal plants. Obama, in his proclamation, calls for an advisory group made up of local leaders and a tribal commission to help federal officials manage the monument. Still, Benali is not convinced. Empirical evidence would suggest we should not be so quick to believe these promises. For years, Republican lawmakers have tried to gut the 1906 Antiquities Act, but never had enough support behind the effort. John Leshy is professor emeritus of law at the University of California, Hastings. He says there's a whole new political landscape to consider, now with Republican control of Congress and the White House. We talk by phone.
bottom line is Congress can do whatever it wants to. Congress can rescind the Monument Proclamation. Congress can sell off all the lands if it wants to by simple statute. There's nothing in the Constitution that protects those lands, but we'll see. Leshy says for Congress to be tinkering with a law that's protected so many national treasures is politically risky. This is Earth and Bone. I'm Laurel Morales.